Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good morning, good morning, family. Welcome back to the Morning Devo. It's your brother, Sam Lopez, a.k.a. DJ Sam Rock, and you're on the Morning Devo, where we're continuing the series, Jesus Said What? And I believe this is number 33, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. Episode number 33, we've been discovering, we've been digging, we've been studying, we've been doing a Christology, we've been looking at Jesus quotes, right? And we've taken it to the next level. Wherever Jesus spoke of, we're going to. In other words, if he spoke of something from the old covenant, which he did a lot, I'm noticing and I'm finding out, amen, as I'm doing this study that it's worthwhile investigating why he said a thing and when he said it and who he was saying it to and for what purpose. And when you see it in the Old Covenant, it points right back to what he said, right? So it's full circle. Jesus is Messiah. So today on Jesus Said What? The Morning Devo, uh, number 33. Amen. We're going to do it like this. Where am I? Hopefully this thing pops up. Okay. We can talk about sin, the three-letter word that a lot of people don't want to talk about anymore for whatever reason, um, but sin is still sin. Um, Pastor Michael Jakes, God bless you. Welcome to the Morning Devo. Good morning, my friend and my bro. It's good to see you on the Morning Devo this early in the morning, right? Rise and shine. Amen. It's good to see you. So um, we're going to talk about sin. Jesus spoke of it. We're going to talk about it. Amen. And we're going to discover that Jesus said something that I, I've seen it a million times, but I didn't realize I could make the connection of how I could get free, freedom from the bondage of sin, from what this quote is saying from the Lord Jesus. Amen. And I, I looked at it. I was like, wow, you know, I should have thought about this a long time ago. You ever had those moments where you said, man, I've seen this over and over again, but I never realized that that was that powerful and it could free me from all kind of stuff. Good morning. God bless you on Facebook. Good morning to you. And God bless you. Amen. So sin is rooted in a desire for independence from God. That's a, a real strong definition of sin. Anything that is separating us from God or anything that's making us independent from God. Sin is rooted in a desire for independence from God. Not depending or depending on God. Not dependence on God, but independence. Like, I don't need you, God. I'm going to do my own thing. That right there is sin for a tremendous amount of reasons. So how to break the toxic cycle of sin? Because if you notice, sin will get you in that hamster, get you on that hamster wheel. Keep on going, right? You're, you're, you're man, like, man, I'm going nowhere like you're in a hurry to get nowhere when you're in a cycle, toxic cycle of sin. We're going to be in Matthew chapter 22, verses 37 to 39. Amen. Matthew 22, 37 to 39 on this morning, Devo. 
So we're going to take a moment to pray. After we pray, we'll share this out for like 60 seconds to as many people as possible. I made sure on the events all over social media, I put live.soulwinnerswithaz.org as the go-to spot um, to get together for these morning devos going forward in the Bible studies and everything that I have. Amen. I would like for us to meet there because it's distraction-free. That's my guarantee. It also has a live chat. It has a Bible that you could literally follow along with me with whatever um, translation I'm reading from. You could do it right there from on the spot with the Bible. Then you have the notes that you could actually see the notes that I have for the morning Devo. Amen. Right there on that website. So I hope you join me there. If not, Amen. Find a place that you feel comfortable, whether you're watching or listening on a podcast, whatever platform you're on. Amen. I welcome you to the morning Devo. So let's pray. Father, I thank you, Lord God, that although sin separates, you have made a bridge to reunite and ignite and re-embrace us and kill sin in our lives. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for what you did on the cross so many years ago. Sacrifice your own life so that way we can live, Lord God. I am so grateful and thankful for what you have done once for the whole entire world. So that way you offer us forgiveness, you offer us eternal life, you offer us salvation because you are the powerful Messiah. You are the loving God. You are the merciful God. You are the gracious God. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for what you have done. I pray a hedge of protection over me, myself. The messenger right now, me and my whole entire bloodline, my whole entire family right now in the name of Jesus, that you, Lord God, will continue to uh, amplify your life in our lives, Lord God, as a result of learning more about who you are, learning more about what you have done and learning about what you have said. I speak life over my family and over every single family that's represented on the other side of the screen and on the other side of this mic. Bless them, Lord God. Teach us, Lord Jesus, by way of your Holy Spirit, that you are more than enough, that you are what we need and who we need in our lives, Lord God. Remind us of what you have done, what you have said, what you are preparing us to do on this side of eternity. Help us through, Lord Jesus. Help us all through to know who you are, what you're doing in our lives and through our lives. So I speak life. I come against any situation or any demonic influence that's trying to distract any person right now from listening to your word today. I pray that in the powerful name of Jesus, knowing that you are the Prince of Peace and that you came to not condemn the world, but you came to save the world and separate us from this bondage that we um, have to deal with called sin. Called sin. And you said in your word, Lord God, who the sun sets free is free indeed. So I speak freedom over every single person that's connecting now or will connect later or listen later or watch later. In Jesus' name, I pray this by faith. And those who agree said, Amen and Amen. Let's take 60 seconds to share this out. When we come back, we'll get right into um, this morning Devo, man. It's called How to Break the Toxic Cycle of Sin. I'll be right back.
Amen, amen. So let's get into it. Let's get into this morning, Devo. I have a lot of information here. Amen. A lot of um, really study that I've done about this. Um, and of course, keep yourself in prayer. Keep yourself covered. Because anytime we try to ex- expose sin for what it really is, um, lots of times the enemy would try to say, no, that's not true. That's not true. Because he doesn't want us to get free from the bondage of what he's offering you and what he's offering me. Amen. But when you're free, you're free. Amen. You don't have to think about your freedom no more because you are free in Christ if you're born again. But if you're not born again, listen in. My hope is that you would look at these words, look at this morning devil as evidence of God's grace and mercy over your life that's available to your life right now. Amen. So let's get into it on the morning devil. I hope you are excited too. Amen. Every time I get into the word, I'm like, wow, God. You're an amazing God, and you keep on wowing me with every single thing that you have done and that you continue to do in my life. Amen? So here we are. Break the toxic sin, cycle of sin, I should say. The toxic sin. Amen? Amen. So let's get into it. First of all, what is sin? What is sin? Because I know people call it mistakes, mishaps, a slip up. But the Bible calls it sin. So I want to look at the word sin. Sin is any thoughts, word, or deed that essentially tells God, I don't need or accept your authority. Wow. Wow. Think about it. Sin is telling God that I don't need or accept your authority. Now, I know you know somebody right now, or maybe even yourself, that you do not accept the authority of God. So your thoughts, your words, your deeds are opposing the loving God. Do you know that God loves you? Do you know that? Well, there is no God, Sam. Some people might say, right? God is love and he loves you. So when you don't accept his love, You're not accepting his authority. When you don't accept his forgiveness, you're not accepting his authority. When you don't accept his love, you're not accepting his authority. When you're not accepting his mercy, you're not accepting his authority. So watch what you say. Watch what you do. Do Evaluate yourself. Are you really in the faith? Even if you go to church, you've been probably going to church. Maybe you're visiting a church. Maybe you've been in church for like 10, 15 years and you're still living in sin, then reevaluate it. Amen. Go to Jesus. Ask him to forgive you. Ask him to transform you. Ask him to make you a new creation. 2 Corinthians 5.17 creation. That's what sin is. Sin is a denier. Sin denies God's identity. Sin denies God's identity. Right? And God will not conform to our ideas of who he is for the sake of having a relationship with us. God is the great I am. God is. And just because we as human beings going around this world saying God is this, God is that. And God will not conform to our ideas of who he is. Remember, Jesus asked the disciples, who do you say that I am? 
And then Peter was the only one who got it right. He says, you are the uh, son of God. I'm paraphrasing. You got to check it out for yourself. And Jesus said, humans, this world didn't give you that answer. You got that answer from above. It's a revelation. God is a revelation. He is an invisible God, but he reveals himself to all those who are earnestly seeking after him. Seek You seek him, you will find him. Good morning to you, Sister Joanne. Uh, where do I go so you could see my picture? Oh, okay. So what you do is, inside, if you read the description, where the post is, it says, we are live on our website's Morning Devo podcast now. Right? If you see that, and then you see the website, and then keep on reading. And we want to see who you are by simply clicking here. You click that link, press yes, give it permission, and then it'll take you right back here. And then every time forward, I can see your picture on the screen. Thank you for asking. So, sin denies God's identity. Let's keep on going. Sin also denies our relationship. What is it about people? This is one of my pet peeves that say that we cannot have a personal relationship with God, yet they have personal relationships with their own gods. Think about it. You're following somebody or someone. You're doing things that are spiritual. You're doing things that are religious. And you're, and you're calling those things your God, whether you believe it or not, whether you understand it or not. You're sinning. You're denying your relationship. We cannot have a relationship with God unless it is based on who and what he actually is. Who is God? Jesus. What is God? God is ultimate Uber. He's the ultimate other. He's the great I am. He's the saving God, the loving God, the merciful God, the gracious God. He is who exactly he says he is. And the scriptures speak of him. The prophets spoke of him. He spoke of himself. People are testifying all over the world right now in our days of who God is in their lives. We can't have a relationship with God unless it's based on who and what he actually is, not who or what we actually think he is. I hope that makes sense. When we're sinning, we're denying our relationship with a holy and loving God. God calls us to love others as we love ourselves. And this right here, um, on, to my understanding that I just realized recently, when you love others as you love yourself, guess what happens? You're getting free from the shackles of sin, the sin of selfishness, selfism. You're getting outside of yourself, and now you're getting into what God has for your life. Let me show you. Matthew twenty two thirty seven to 39. And Jesus said, and he said to them, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, all of it, and with all your soul, all of it, and with all your mind, all of it. A lot of people think that Christians, as Christians, we lost our minds or we're crazy. No, we're full of God. We're not crazy. We're actually sane and our mind is being renewed. Verse 38, this is the great and first commandment. This is the great and first commandment. And a second is like it. 
You shall love your neighbor as yourself. If you get this in your life and in your heart right now, you will actually break sins back over your life. That toxic sin, that cycle of sin, you'll actually break it if you live this way. You With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Putting God first, all things will start lining up in your life. You put your your God first, God first in your life. You follow him. You serve him. You love him with all that you have. That's the great and first commandment. You get that in your heart and in your life. Watch what happens. And the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. Keep on going. Jesus is quoting that from Deuteronomy chapter six, verse number five. Surprise, right? It's from the Old Covenant, the book of the law. It says, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your might. Other translations say all your strength. Everything we have was given to us. You might be saying, well, God didn't give me nothing. He gave you life. He was like, well, this life is not too good right now, Sam. Well, he gave you freedom Amen. To make a choice to live an abundant life because he promised you an abundant life. If you have a relationship with him, if you put your trust, hope, faith in the Lord. Amen. Now you are able to see, you are able to get, you are able to connect with the promises of God. Deny him. Keep living in sin. You actually are dying. And the promises of God are not available to you because you don't believe in the promise keeper. You're believing in this world system, yourself, your idols. And that's real, that's sin. And sin separates us from our relationship, denies our relationship, separates us from God, from a holy God. Amen. And keeps us away from his promises. And guess what? That's what the enemy wants. He doesn't want you to get anything that God has for your life. So break the toxic cycle of sin by doing what Matthew 22 and 37 to 39 says, what Jesus says, and you will see that your life will never be the same. So sin is the culprit. Sin is the thing that separates us from God's promises, from a relationship with God, with an identity uh, with Jesus. Sin is a separator. I say it's one way the elevator down to the fire pit, eternal exterminator. But we have a free pass Connected like VCAS. It's like being in front of the plane, first class. Yeah, it's a rap that I used to do. So, break the toxic cycle of sin. Jesus wants us to know that if we do what he says, we follow what he quotes. You did it, Sister Joanne. You did it. Yeah, you corrected it. You see that? That's all you have to do. It's very simple, right? Uh, Anybody can do it. Thank you so much. For doing it. So that way I could see who you are um, offhand. Amen. Thank you so much. It worked. So that's what I have. I have everything and you have everything that the Lord gives us 
because we put our hope, faith, and trust in him. He has so much for you and for me that it's amazing. Like I've read the scripture a thousand times and I never realized that I could take that scripture, amen, take the commandment, the great commandment of God and put it, apply it into my life. And when I'm applying, when I'm loving God with everything that I have and when I'm loving others like I love myself, I'm actually breaking the toxic cycle of sin. I'm breaking it by the power of God, by the power of Jesus, by the power of Holy Spirit, by the power of his word. You know what else sin produces in our lives? It produces fear. The opposite, biblically, the opposite of fear is not um, courage. It's not, um, let's see, it's not courage, not the opposite. It's actually the opposite of fear is love. Love, perfect love, cast out all fear. Sin produces fear in our lives. You ever been in a place where you're not understanding where you are? Or maybe there's a language barrier? Or maybe there's um, a situation where you know you don't belong in a certain place? This fear starts welling up in you. And now it causes you to shut down. You don't want to say nothing. You don't want to you know, approach nobody because you're in a, a, a different place. You don't know things. Things are not familiar to you. That's a form of fear. Because now you're not saying anything. So imagine having fear of the unknown God. And you don't want to approach him. You don't want to say nothing about him. You don't want to say nothing to him. Fear causes, I mean, sin causes fear. Produces fear in our lives. And ladies and gentlemen, Jesus, God, did not give us a spirit of fear. He gave us a spirit of courage and of a sound mind. So the opposite of fear, amen, according to scripture, is love. And he didn't give us Um, The spirit of fear. Sin produces fear of judgment and rejection, which results in hiding and blaming others. Let's let's keep it real. Right? So, as soon as Adam and Eve sinned, Eve sinned first, technically. So, Eve and Adam sinned. They knew that they were naked. Remember that? In the book of Genesis. And they were ashamed. They weren't ashamed before Um, They disobeyed God, but now they're ashamed. Right? Lost my place here. Had they never previously noticed the breeze hitting their bare skin, they 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 were naked in the beginning. How is it that the absence of clothing, being naked, had never been before an issue? Never been an issue before. It seems they never felt the need to hide anything until they had sinned because now they are no longer uh, a part of what God's that union they have with God now they are separated because sin separates fear of judgment and rejection causes us to try to control what others can see about us you see that all over social media all the time people are hiding um, behind these pictures and these emojis filters because they're in fear. And whatever hurts them, they'll blame somebody else. A lot of people don't take... We spoke about this briefly in our men's group just last last night. A lot of people don't want to take accountability for their own stuff. They'll blame others. Amen? The blame game. Amen? It's nothing new. That started in the book of Genesis. I did do it with my son's girlfriend's help. 
<laughs> amen, amen. You just got you got it though. You got it right, Sister Joanne. So what is good and what's right gets trampled in a thousand different ways every moment of every day by this world system because sin shatters our identities. Sin makes us forget. This is what sin does. That's why it's a toxic cycle. You don't want to be on that hamster wheel of sin. Trust me. Sin makes us forget that who we are is inseparably bound up in who God created us to be. In other words, I am who I am because God created me to be who I am. You are who you are because God created you to be who you are. Now, when it comes to sin, sinful um, behavior, whatever it is, sexual sin, sexual morality, um, lying, cheating, using God's name in vain, lust, pornography, whatever the situation is, God didn't create you to do those things. He created you to be conquering over those things. He created you to be free from those things. But sin separates us from the power of God, from the goodness of God, I should say. Amen? Because God is good. So when I say goodness, when I talk about goodness, I'm talking about godness. I'm talking about God. When I say good, by definition, biblically, I'm talking about God. And he's the only one who is good. Sin denies God's identity. Sin shatters our identities, right? Sin is poison. Sin is toxic in the life of anybody's life. Now, granted, a person who doesn't believe in the Lord, who doesn't believe in God, they're sinners, but they don't even know they're sinning. Case in point, before Jesus, you couldn't tell me I was doing anything wrong. I was just living my life like everybody else was living their lives according to what I was seeing or understanding. So I remember I remember this like yesterday. A guy came up to me, one of my boys. He wasn't saved. I don't think he was. He wasn't born again. But he just realized he was very observant. And he says, are you okay? This was right the year right before I got saved. I said, yeah, why? What are you talking about? He says, um... Your wife left you. That's number one. Number two, you're living with a girl half your age with her kid in your house. There's no heat in your house because for whatever reason, we didn't have no heat at the time. And um, you're not paying your mortgage, he said. You have all these people in your house. And this time, like he just broke it down. I heard everything he said. And I looked right at him. I remember like yesterday. I said, so I'm not doing nothing wrong. And he just looked at me like, "Um, yeah, you lost your mind. Because when you're outside of the will of God, you're inside of your own will. You want to do your own thing. Sin causes you to be separate from the promises of God for getting into a relationship with God. You will no longer be able to see because you're actually blind. So I want to help somebody out of their toxic cycle of sin. I want you to know that God says there is a way out of it. And this is not a religion. Christianity might have some religious traditions in it, but being born again is not a religion. Being born again is based on a relationship with the Lord Jesus. And he wants us to know that there's a great commandment that if you put him first, basically if you put God first in all your life and you follow him with everything you have and then you love yourself like you love others, then you'll be free. You'll be free from the shackles and the bondage of sin. But you have to go to the Lord, ask him to forgive you for those sins. He'll forgive you. The Bible says he will not cast nobody away. Anybody who goes to him, he will not say, get out of here. 
He would say, okay, what is it that I can do for you? What is it that you need from me? And you say, Jesus, forgive me. I'm a sinner. I messed up. My life is not going right. Forgive me. He will forgive you. He will give you his spirit to live inside of you, to change your mind and change your life. Give you a new heart, a new mind, transform your life. And the desires that you have for the things of this world, he'll switch those things. He'll replace those things with his desires for your life and how you can make a change in your world, in your environment, in your community, in your sphere of influence today. You could do that right now. And you you be like, is that easy? That's all I have to do? Yeah, you do your part and God will do his part. And whatever we can do, God can do. That's why we're covered from A to Z. There's nothing that God cannot do in our lives when we're asking him for it. Amen. In other words, when you're in Christ, there's no condemnation. When you're in Christ, you're free from the bondages of sin and you're free from that toxic cycle of sin. You're broken free from it. Matthew 22, read the whole chapter for yourself. But we want in verses 37 to 39, where Jesus is actually quoting out of the book of Deuteronomy. The first and greatest commandment. So what is the solution? The solution is to learn God's love for us, to learn God's love for you. Amen. When it comes to sin, it gets hard. You cannot live a life of sin. You actually die in sin. You don't live in sin. So there's a cycle that's going on. Redeeming yourself is not going to work. Forgiving yourself is a halfway thing. But we need the forgiveness of the Lord so that we will be able to understand what the forgiveness is. Then we could forgive ourselves, right? Some people say, forgive yourself first, then ask Jesus for forgiveness. I don't know if that's going to work because you don't know what forgiveness. You wouldn't know what true forgiveness is until you meet the one who forgives you, who has the power to forgive you of your sin. Jesus says, go and sin no more. And Jesus says, son, daughter, I forgive you of your sins. Amen. He's the only one who could forgive sin because only God could forgive sin. So therefore, Jesus, the sin forgiver, is God. God loves us and offers us a way of redemption, a way back to break the toxic cycle of sin. He'll renew your mind so you can see yourself um, in a whole new way. He redeems us. That replaces our desire to run from him with the desire to run to him. Amen. When times get hard, a lot of people like to run away from God instead of running to God. They'll run to alcohol. They'll run to sex, drugs, violence, clubs, party life. They'll run to anything and everything in the world, but they refuse to run to God, the one who has the solution for their lives. The one who offers the opportunity to get their lives in order right consider his authority amen consider his love run to him this world has you messed up right the world had me messed up too and i was in the matrix and i was in that trance that whatever everybody else did i was doing and i wanted to do it better so i was essentially i was a professional sinner when when before jesus saved my life and changed my life so we believe and I believe that God's redemption, his story begins from the book of Genesis. 
when men fell in the book of Genesis that created the need for a redeemer. We lost the authority in, in the fall of man and we gained the authority back when we're born again and Jesus is coming back with a new earth, a new heaven and a new earth and with our redeemer. When he comes back, we know that our redeemer lives now, but he's coming back. I hope you got something out of this. I have so many ideas that I want to go to. Uh, I'll probably make another part of this. Amen. Because there's a lot more, but I'm running out of time here. I'm out of time. So I hope you have a great day. I hope you go to these scriptures, read it, meditate on it, study it. Amen. So that way you can prove yourself strong in the word of God. Amen. And apply what you've learned today in your life today. Amen. God bless you all. God keep you all. And remember always that God is good. Peace. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.